Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I'm glad you're here for another episode, and I have two readings to share with you. One uh, are vows from Rachel, and one is a poem. And uh, both pieces that were sent in this week uh, really highlight the use of faith uh, for some people on their journey home. And so I encourage us to continue to think about the homecoming journey as holistic, so mind, body, and spirit. And if you write vows or write a poem about your homecoming journey, please send it to me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. That's homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. And the vows come from Rachel. Rachel, you beautiful human being, I need to talk to you. I need to promise you some things that I have never promised before. I promise to allow grace to flow through you like water. I promise to let it refresh your mind of dehydration. Your mind has been so dried out from self-sabotage and self-doubt. It has been dried out from guilt and shame. I see that you are exhausted. Now I promise to you, I vow to you that I will allow you to take sacred pause. The river of grace is flowing. It is completely open to you. Drink from it, bathe in it, swim in it, and feel free. God has given grace to you. Therefore, you must try and accept it. Accept the unconditional love from your creator. God does not look back on the drought you were in and think, oh, my child, you are too weak. I have to move on. No, God saw how strong you were even in the drought. God held your hand and said, walk with me, child. There is a river of grace up ahead. So run, you beautiful human being. Allow grace to flow through you and come home to yourself. Oh, Rachel, yes, 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 yes. I love that releasing condemnation and fear and shame and not being stuck, but really looking back on our lives uh, through the lens of grace and compassion and love and allowing that to feed us right? And refresh us, as you said, because often our minds do get dried out, our hearts, our bodies, our spirits. And so I love your vows, Rachel. Thank you for sending them. And now there is a poem from Teresa Mack. And this piece is called Free Yourself, Be Yourself, and Love Yourself. Now I look in the mirror and I embrace whom I see. I love this person that I am created to be. 
a designer's original, though imperfect and flawed. I'm created for a purpose by an all-perfect God. God created God's creative beauty on the inside and out. I'm representing God and what self-love is all about. To love myself, my flaws and all, shows my love for God, then it spreads abroad. Fearfully and wonderfully, God made me, it's true, with confidence, with strength and dignity too. Now there was a time when I negated these facts, not loving myself and wearing a mask, a mask that reflected what I thought was the norm. My actions in God's heart, I placed a deep thorn. At God, I shouted and screamed with disdain. I hate this, I said. Why did you make me this way? Then lovingly, God said, I've crafted you for a purpose to promote love, your own. When you see your own beauty, then your heart will overflow. You'll share with others that self-love must come first and that my love can remove all anger and hurt. Just look back over your life. Yes, it was all part of my plan. I knew that you could handle it, would not disband. These things were not meant to hurt you, but to make you strong. Daughter, this place of disappointment is not where you belong. So rise up, my child, stand tall and assured. You're not what you've been through. You've conquered and endured. This is your new beginning. Your task begins now. Don't worry or doubt. I am with you and I will show you how. There are others who desire this freedom you found. So live and love with purpose and let my grace abound. Yes, 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 Teresa. Amen and amen for your beautiful poem. And did you all hear the similarities? the themes that came up in both pieces, even though they were written by two different people. I love it. And very likely in two different geographical locations. Uh, but we heard about grace and about love, about standing tall, about running forward, and about compassion for ourselves and rebuilding confidence and love. So this homecoming journey is so beautiful, and I love to hear about the ways in which you all are making your way home to your authentic self. And this uh, week, we have an important topic. I want to talk about a champion mindset, peak performance and flow. A champion mindset, peak performance and flow. It is so important when we think about coming home to ourselves that we release any idea of settling, right? We do not want to live beneath our potential, our possibility, or our purpose, that we want to live full lives and fulfilling lives, some would say abundant lives, uh, and that is what we actually have the capacity for the gifts that you have, the wisdom and knowledge that you have, the healing that you have done and continue to do. Uh, there is so much that is available for you. And many times with stress and trauma, we end up uh, living beneath our possibility, flying beneath the radar. And so we want to really think about this champion mindset and understand 
uh, what psychologists, especially sports psychologists, have uh, researched and written as it relates to peak performance and flow. And so, you know, how do we define that uh, peak performance or, or being in flow? It is uh, that sweet spot between uh, being so pressured and stressed that you feel overwhelmed or like something is too hard for you um, on one side and on the other side when something is so easy for you that you're bored, right? And so we are looking for that sweet spot so that I am not overwhelmed by my life and my life challenges, but I am also not bored because I am playing safe and living small and shrinking and sitting on my wings, or I have other people standing on my wings, or I am under this glass ceiling, and so um, I am bored with my life, right? So when we think of homecoming as living authentically and fully who we are, then we understand that when I am living fully, I am not um, overwhelmed to the point of wanting to quit. And I am also not bored because I am living in the margins or I am living off stage on my own show, right? <laughs> like this, this, your life is, is your narrative, right? This is uh, what you are creating and co-creating. And so many of us become the side characters in our own lives, that what becomes center stage are uh, other people that we sometimes um, idealize, or what becomes center stage is our disappointment, as one of our writers talked about uh, in their piece. Uh, what becomes center stage sometimes are our wounds, right, and our hurts. But as I have said several times, uh, the trauma and stress of life affect you, but they don't define you, right? There is more to you than what has been done to you. There is more to you than what has been done to you. And so I want to encourage you both to uh, dive into the deep instead of staying in the shallow end of the pool, uh, because we are made for this deep sea diving, and also to encourage you to be willing to uh, ask for help to be willing to grab a hold um, of a life jacket or a float uh, so that you do not drown in the stress of life, right? That you do not become so overwhelmed by it that it is unbearable or intolerable. And so that uh, is our place of focus on today um, of what it will mean for me, what it will mean for you, for us to live out uh, the fullness of our gifts, for us to utilize our skills, for us to utilize our knowledge and wisdom and talent, for us to utilize our time and our energy uh, in order to make impact, right? In order to manifest and to flourish. Uh, this, uh, this, when we are, are doing that, we are in flow, right? That, that that beautiful place where I am utilizing the fullness of my capabilities. And, and it feels good, right, to be in that place, right? You have 
those moments in your life when you were doing something and it felt right, right? And have those moments in your life where you were able to perform with excellence, where you were able uh, to let your light shine, when you were able to soar. And I don't know how frequent or infrequent that has been for you. I don't know how long ago that has been for you, but I want to encourage you to first try to reflect and remember uh, those moments when you felt in flow. No matter how short it lasted, no matter how old you were, uh, to remember the times when you felt like you were utilizing your gifts and doing what you're on the planet to do, right? So, and that can be a range of experiences because we all have different uh, gifts and skills and vision and possibility. And so, one of the first uh, strategies for being a champion and having the mindset of a champion is recognizing like what is your game, right? What is your lane? Yes, I have to identify that because if not, I can have the champion mindset, but be on the wrong court, in the wrong field, in the wrong profession, in the wrong relationship. And I'm trying to figure out how come my champion mindset is not getting me a victory in this. So you want to really evaluate, is this my my place of excellence, right? Is this my place of flow? Is this my place of giftedness? Yes, uh, because it is one of the gifts of the time we are living in that people can have second or third or fourth careers right? That sometimes you were doing something because it paid the bills or you did something because your parents encouraged it. Uh, you did something uh, because it was socially validated. And then you get to a certain point in your life where you say like, oh, like I don't actually want to do that. And some people have invested time and money and training in a particular vocation or career and then, you know, kind of awaken to either this was never it or it was it for a season, but now I'm ready to move to a different season. So in order to have the, the champion mindset, I'm going to invite you to reflect, to assess, to evaluate uh, where you come alive, right? Where you have gift or skill that perhaps has um, been seen even outside of yourself. That sometimes when we replay the tapes or the recording of our lives, um, multiple people have noticed that you have this skill, right? Or this gift um, that it has been recognized that when you are in that lane, right? You really shine. So I uh, know that it is important to not only have the, the mindset, the discipline of a champion, but also for you to be very self-aware, right? To be very honest with yourself uh, so that you do not spend so many years on the wrong field, right? Uh, some people are not people people, right? They just don't like people. So if you are pursuing a profession 
that requires a lot of interaction with people often uh, is not going to look like a championship, right? Because you're kind of out of your element. It's not really what you enjoy doing, what you want to do. And you all know people can tell, right? When you interact with people, even if their thing isn't your thing, but when you hear them talk about them, you hear them talk about it or you see them doing it, uh, there is such like a radiance there. You know, uh, I remember there was a, a church in South Los Angeles uh, and uh, they had a choir. And, you know, if you look down the row of the choirs, uh, the pews of the choir stand, um, everybody kind of looked neutral. Right. There was one guy, this tenor. And can I tell you all, he was having the time of his life <laughs> like, <laughs> like this man, like. Uh, he is born to sing. I couldn't even hear his voice as a solo, but just seeing him up there, you could you could see, hear, feel, experience the joy, right? And so I hope you will continue to explore until you discover the, the thing that makes your joy bells ring and that not only brings you joy, but something that you flourish in, right? That is part of the championship mindset. Uh, another aspect about being a champion is uh, being motivated to practice, right? And a lot of times uh, people want the reward of excellence, but not the effort that excellence requires. We want the reward of the championship ring or the championship trophy, uh, but we don't want to get up every morning right, before the sun comes up and, and get out there and do it. And so to work on your motivation and your willingness to put your time in, to put your energy in, to put your effort in, you know, when we see people, for example, in basketball um, and they're able to hit the three-pointer, like they didn't just try it that day, right? It's like drills over and over and over again. And so even if your lane is not sports, whatever you say uh, is your thing, then how much real time and effort are you putting into it, right? If you're trying to launch your business, then are you reading about starting businesses? Are you reading uh, the stories of people who have started a business similar to yours? Um, are you trying to study and apply yourself to know how this can work? Are you talking to people who have done it before? And so I need to be motivated enough to actually practice over time, right? Or to be a sustained effort. And uh, there was a, a video going around on social media of this toddler, and he's trying to put a stock on. And of course, for us as adults, for many adults, that will be an easy task. Um, but for uh, this little boy, it's very challenging trying to figure out how to open the sock and get the foot in. And he couldn't do it. And, and he got really angry. He threw the sock down. He took off the other sock. He like stood on his head. It was just a whole big explosion that happened rather quickly, like within a few seconds. And while, you know, people can look at that and kind of shake their head or chuckle, um, many of us, you know, perhaps it's not a couple of seconds, but are quick 
to throw in the towel, right? And that's why some people go from profession to profession because they, they're unwilling to keep, uh, keep at it. So they may say, oh, I want to do that this week. Okay, that didn't work. Now on to the next thing. Okay, no, that didn't work. On to the next thing. And so I hope you will have some staying power and some discipline, some motivation and focus and uh, being willing to show up for yourself, being willing to show up for your dreams. And often uh, when people are champions, they are willing to do it even when the cheerleaders have not yet arrived, right? You know, once you actually get on a team and get the jersey and, you know, you're professional, then you have people on the side cheering and you have the fans cheering and, you know, people who are benefiting from the check cheering. Um, but long before that moment happened, it's just like a kid on a court. And I remember growing up, I had one brother who was two years older. And uh, when he would play uh, basketball, if he was playing by himself, he would do, he would pretend to be the crowd. So he would make a shot and then go, <sighs> right? Like making the noise of the crowd going wild and cheering for you. And I want to invite you to have that capacity, that creativity, that willingness to be your own cheerleader. You know, that when you fill out that cover letter or, you know, the it feels like the millionth time to say, yes, right, I got another one in, right? I don't know what's going to happen, but I put it in, right? I put it out there. Those who are working on those applications, yes, right? I did it for us to uh, cheer for ourselves, affirm ourselves, appreciate ourselves, encourage ourselves to show up for ourselves, right? That I am not going to wait until I am winning to cheer for me, right? Because else I'm not going to make it to the to the end goal, right? And so we want to uh, be our own uh, great cheerleaders. And then as I frequently tell uh, you all and share with you, the importance of keeping people close to you who also see the champion in you. It is very hard to cultivate a champion mindset if you're surrounded by naysayers. Now, of course, they are going to be naysayers, but the question is, how close are you to them? How much access do you give them uh, to your dreams, to your fears, to your emotional life, to your mindset, right? Because when you have that tape or that thought, that recording continuously playing in your head, um, it will psych you out before you can actually uh, flourish. And so uh, to be mindful and intentional about your relationships, about your friendships, about who you are dating, because if any of those people in your close, close circle uh, are not believing for you in a championship vision, it will be an additional weight for you to carry. Right. So we want to uh, soar with eagles. Right. We want to be able to run with horses. We want to uh, be intentional about surrounding ourselves uh, with people who can both cheer for and celebrate 
uh, the vision, right? Now, that is another part about a champion uh, mindset is that you want to get very specific in your goal setting, right? To get very clear about the vision. It's like if you talk to an athlete, they know specifically um, what they want to enter, what games or races they want to compete in, uh, what place they want, who are the people that have attained that before them, right? They study it because it's important to them. And so sometimes we are still very open and vague, right? Which is finding your beginning stages for people who say, I just want to be successful, or I just want to be great, or I just want to do something great. All right, that's that's a wonderful start. Now we have to like zero in, right, on the vision, like greatness in what, right? Uh, success in what? How will you know when you have attained it? Right, because one of the tricks that we can play on ourselves is to continue uh, switching uh, the 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 goal, right, or the endpoint. So if I haven't fully articulated it to myself that perfectionism uh, is never going to be enough, and then I'll continuously move to like, oh, well, it should have been this, it should have been that. Should... So to get very clear within myself about what is the target. Right. If I want to hit the target, right? Champions hit the target. So if I want to hit the target, I need to know what the target is. Right. So uh, in this season, to really try to get clarity, right, around your dreams, your vision, your goals, and your purpose. Yes. Then another piece about uh, champions is they are very uh, mindful about their body temples, right? Taking care of themselves, their health, their rest. And so uh, the opposite is often what we do when we're outside of sports is we run ourselves into the ground and we think that champions just stay up all night working and champions don't need any sleep and champions skip meals, right? We think that, which is like the total reverse. Um, but for, and that's why, you know, on these uh, sports teams, professional teams, you know, they give them all this quality stuff, right? Because they want them to have peak performance. So they're giving, you know, they're watching the food they give them. They're trying to give them the best trainers for their bodies, you know, making sure they have um, the best physical therapist if needed. Their uh, coaches have to warm them, warm them up, being tuned into what they need, uh, so they can be in flow for their peak performance. And many of us are the opposite. We erase ourselves, we deny ourselves, we ignore and minimize our needs, and then want ourselves to be fantastic, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't add up that I am uh, treating myself so terribly and that I'm mad at myself for not uh, achieving 100% right? It doesn't match. So I want to invite you to shift the mindset so that instead of thinking champions don't have, don't need rest or don't need anything and champions run on fumes to instead say, you know, as a champion in the making, I really want to uh, care for myself emotionally, physically, spiritually, uh, that because I am uh, adopting a champion mindset, 
at some point I need to turn off this computer and go to bed, right? Uh, that because I am adopting this uh, champion mindset that sometimes I have to give myself a mental break and that I don't wait until I break down before I give myself that mental break, yes? And so caring for yourself, giving yourself quality care, right? Giving yourself quality care uh, so that we can actually uh, engage at the level of our own excellence, you know, for me to be nourished and to be rested and to affirm myself, then I can show up and have something to give. The next piece I want to mention as it relates to the champion mindset is self-talk, right? What is the message you are giving yourself, right? That it's one thing to have to go against your competitors or go against naysayers and haters. It is another thing when we are our biggest critic, right? When we can be so hard on ourselves that um, sometimes people think, you know, tough love is the answer, but there is a such thing as being so harsh and so hard on ourselves that we actually get in the way of our real possibility. And so I encourage you to assess and reflect on what are the messages you've been giving yourself? You know, what have you been saying to you about your dreams, your gifts, your life, your purpose, your possibility? And one of the strategies that uh, sports psychologists talk about using is not only uh, encouraging or motivational self-talk, but also instructional self-talk. Right. So that when they're trying to have peak performance in golf or tennis, that they actually will kind of have a mantra they're playing in their head about what are the steps I need to do to get this swing right. Right. In order for it to land where I want it to land. So instead of just the, the general you can do it right or I believe in you to actually like what are the messages I'm reminding myself about where my hand needs to be, where my hips need to be, where I need to uh, put my focus, where I need to lean in, right? So I am, uh, I am speaking to myself the steps to my success, right? So there's kind of the general cheer of like, yes, I can do this, I can do this. But then the follow-up is I can do what and how am I going to do it, right? So I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna remind myself the steps from where I am to where I'm trying to go, right? So if you're going in for that interview, not only I can do this, but what are the things you want to remember? I'm gonna uh, go in with a smile. I'm gonna go in with a positive attitude. I wanna make sure I tell them these specific things about my experience or my skills. You know, a lot of these places ask the same questions. So you know, if they ask about, you know, my strengths and weaknesses, this is what I want to say. I want to make sure I have eye contact. I'm going to make sure I speak up. I'm going to make sure I breathe. I'm going to try to enjoy the moment and be present and observant to the person I'm speaking to, right? So this is, this is my way of getting that peak performance is giving myself uh, those reminders and those prompts, right, in the moment. And so for those uh, who have been living a life of boredom, I want you to know uh, you are too gifted to be bored, right? You are gifted, you are intelligent, 
you have purpose. And so to be willing to grieve the disappointments of the past, uh, to be willing to identify the things that made you start playing it small or shrinking, and then to be willing to take the risk to actually show up for your life, to take the risk to actually invest in yourself, to take the risk to get back on the field, right? To get back into love, to get back on the job market, to get back to school, uh, to get back to utilizing your talent, to brush those things off that you have kind of tucked away, hidden away, uh, those aspects of yourself that have been dried out, as our poet said earlier, uh, so that we can really flourish and shine. And then for those who have been perpetually overwhelmed, that instead of being in flow or at peak performance, you feel like you're in over your head a large part of the time, I want to invite you to create uh, smaller steps from where you are to where you want to be. Sometimes when we're perpetually overwhelmed, it can be that we are jumping steps and putting ourselves in positions or places before we are ready, right? So that you can build up your confidence at this point because that uh, feeling of overwhelm has been so pervasive. Uh, to build your confidence, you need some wins, right? And so most people won't say rein it in, but sometimes that is what we need to do so we can rebuild, right? So if you feel like you're drowning, that you're taking on too much, that the job is too hard, that they want you to do things that you have no idea how to do, I want to invite you to assess and reflect um, what would be the level before this level, you know, as opposed to some people who will just say, keep being out there and you're stressed out and overwhelmed, that um, is it possible in any way uh, for me to step back so I can get some more training, so I can get some more practice, so I can get a win, right? Some of you need a win in your life to right, build your confidence and your courage. So each of us have a peak performance available all, because all peak performance is, is uh, living at the best of my ability, right? It's not about anybody else's. And my best won't look like your best and yours won't look like mine. But I just want to fully utilize my gifts, my talent, my energy, my resources, my knowledge. That's I want to feel like I have left it all on the dance floor, right? I've, I showed up for life. I've shown up for life and I have utilized what is within me. I have allowed that to be expressed uh, in my living, in my abundant living, in my fulfilled living. Uh, and so that is my hope for all of us, that we would not uh, feel stressed out and overwhelmed uh, or feeling like we're failures, um, but that we also would come out of the margins, get out of the bleachers of watching other people's lives, but for us to get on the court and get back to living, to get back to living. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. <laughs>